Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, guys, to another edition of the Dog Check Podcast. Today, I am joined by Joe DeLeon, uh, host of the uh, show on the Believe Network. Uh, Joe, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, yeah. Excited to, to hop on, talk a little bit about these these practices. We, we ran into each other on the uh, on the sidelines and in the stands, and I'm, I'm glad that we're able to connect and talk about some of these fantastic players that have had a pretty, pretty great week. For sure. And uh, before we jump into that, do you want to tell everybody, you know, who you're affiliated with and uh, where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, producer with Believe, and I'm uh, one of the hosts of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast and the first team college football recruiting show. Um, you can catch all that stuff on Believe's YouTube channel, which is just at Believe and check out Believe Network on Twitter uh, at Believe Network for all of not only my content, but all of the other amazing content that we have on the network. We have some fantastic people at Believe, so I highly recommend that you go check that out. So down in Mobile, we have had, you know, a lot of people to check out. Uh, people like Dewan Jones, who unfortunately did not uh, participate in days two and three and probably will not participate for the rest of the week. He had a really strong day one. Um, Tajay Spears running back out of Tulane, I believe just man he is he is shifty he is fantastic I have loved watching him so far um and on the defensive side of the ball you have people like like Will McDonald um uh, number of people so who are some people that you are looking at right now who have really really uh sparkled yeah yeah you brought up one guy who today I think it came full circle for just how good of a week he had and that and that being uh Tajay Spears from Tulane he was just gradually building more and more momentum every single day. He'd have one big play and then another big play. And then today it culminated with him showing how freaking shifty he is the way that he almost evaporated through a guy and then caught a pass early on during the American team's practices. He's got so much talent. And admittedly, he's somebody who I haven't even watched yet. I, he wasn't even on my list of guys that I was going to watch for my first round of running backs which was about 12 guys. And now my eyes are completely open. I, I see that from what he flashed this week, that he could potentially be a, a second or a third round pick and could be an impactful player for, for most offenses in the NFL. Separate from that though, I think that there's been a lot of really good, you know, offensive line play guys like John Michael Schmitz, guys like Matt Bergeron, uh, Steve Avila, um, Osiris Torrance. And then we look at the defensive side of the ball and the defensive line, Makai or not Makai Becton, um, uh, Keanu Benton. I don't know why I keep mixing those two guys' names up. It's been a long week, but Keanu Benton has been so dominant throughout this week. He might have had the best week out of anybody, but overall, I think those were the main guys. And just in, in general, it seems like the talent was primarily with those offensive and defensive linemen this week. Yeah, that has has really been a fun matchup. Uh, day one, I think you had a lot of people watching the wide receiver and DB matchups, mm -hmm. and obviously fantastic players there. You have Tank Dell, who I think is is one of the biggest winners of this week. Uh, Jaden Reed, he's just been fantastic. Uh, Rashi Rice and people like that. 
And now in days two and three, you have the people who are going over to watch the defensive line and offensive line matchups. And, and it's just been kind of cool to see where everybody's head is at and who they're paying attention to. Um, but like you mentioned, Keanu Benton, the Browns need some help at, at the defensive tackle position. And mm -hmm. if they can find him in maybe the second round, uh, I would not imagine that he would fall to the third round. But if he does fall at our pick at 42, that may be a guy that the Browns have to select because we had the worst defensive tackle room in the league. And everybody knows that Benton has just been able to, yeah. to pass rush, run stuff, everything. So I think he would be a fantastic addition. Uh, have you seen anybody this week that could be uh, somebody that the Browns are looking at? Yeah. And I, well, first of all, Keanu Benton, I think definitely fits that description, but I think his meteoric rise is so significant. He probably will be gone by that pick. But somebody else who I think pushed themselves into that early day two conversation, who whose name I'm really struggling uh, with pronunciation, I believe it's Ade Odeboire from Northwestern. I think that that's what the pronunciation was on a video I found. But he wasn't getting a lot of a lot of recognition early on in the week, and I, I kept noticing when I was rewatching the film, I was like, this guy looks really good. Why is nobody talking about him? I kept writing him down in my notes, writing him down in my notes. For some reason, I don't know if it was you know, just me being timid or whatever. I was like, I'm not going to really bring him up in my, in my recaps, but after yesterday and then more of today, he has shown some really positive signs. And the big thing with him is that he was an edge at Northwestern. He's got a really interesting build. He's got long arms, but he's short. He's at six foot one and he played at 260. He bulked up and I think he's closer to 280 right now. And he's going to be playing inside a defensive tackle. So he's bringing traits and skill to play off the edge into the interior which is going to make him a really dangerous pass rushing uh defensive tackle the one play and i tweeted it out there was a play where he completely backed up jarrett patterson from notre dame a guy that he has faced in his career and is supposed to be one of the better offensive linemen here that to me screams a guy that's got a lot of potential and i would say in that spot for what the what the browns need right now which is defensive linemen defensive tackles if you can't get keanu benton Go, go with Adebare, who is maybe the, the cheaper version, the light version, if you will, of Keanu Benton, who had a really, really nice week. Adebare, I actually did that in back-to-back -back reps against Patterson. And yeah. the second time, Patterson got, you know, he was a little upset after the whistle was blown. He started, <laughs> he started shoving him and all that. That was really fun to watch. And he has just, he really has exploded. Um, and even in the the seven-on-sevens, the 11-on-elevens, he's in there and he's, he's, getting in the right gaps he's patient i would like to see him working his hands a little bit more but he has really really blossomed uh as somebody that i think the browns should definitely take a look at in you know maybe the third round mm -hmm. if he does boost up his stock in the second round then hey if we really need to let's do it um but i think there have been some other guys that are kind of under the radar at the wide receiver position uh with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, whoever it may be. Uh, you have somebody like Jonathan Mingo, who I think has has shined a little bit. Mm -hmm. Jalen Wayne from Southern Alabama, I think has has had some really nice reps. And Trey Tucker from Cincinnati, uh, he's somebody who's really fast. And unfortunately, the quarterbacks have really not been able to get the ball to the wide receivers this week. But uh, all of them have really been fantastic and running some really nice routes. Yeah, admittedly, in general, the wide receiver class this year is a little bit underwhelming. It's it's not a group that 
is very exciting. And we're kind of seeing that come to fruition here at the senior bowl, because these upperclassmen, there's, there's really not a deep group. There's a lot of, okay, who's the guy. But one thing I will say, you mentioned take tank Dell earlier, who undersized, but he's really productive. He was really productive in his career at Houston, who I think like a mid mid to late round pick on him is, is one to consider. I think Jaden Reed from Michigan state has shown just tremendous shiftiness and, an ability to create separation. I know that these one-on-one drills tend to benefit guys like that, but at the same time, when you're that freaking open on every single rep, not every single rep, but a lot of reps during the team drills, during the seven-on-seven, during the one-on-ones, it is very promising to know that he's able to do that. Another guy I want to throw in there too, Michael Wilson, Stanford wide receiver. He's not a guy who's going to create a ton of separation, but he has such a nice frame, great footwork, he uses his length and his long arms to his advantage. And that's how he creates separation. He's somebody, again, there's a lot of guys here this week who have, I admittedly did not really have on my radar as, as quality, good starting caliber players. And I, I think someone like Michael Wilson, who could work into being a really nice wide receiver three on, on most rosters, maybe for the sake of the, the Cleveland Browns could, could be that guy, third or fourth receiver, just who's great on special teams, makes a couple nice catches a game. And, not going to go for 100 yards, but he, he could probably rack up 20, 30, 40 yards in, in a couple of important games with the with some key catches. For sure. He had a really nice catch in some of the red zone drills that they were doing over uh, Iowa DB Riley Moss. And it was back corner of the end zone. I didn't even think he got his feet down, but they called mm-hmm. it a touchdown. It was a fantastic catch. Uh, but his, his frame was really nice. And I really don't know what the Browns are going to do at wide receiver because you have Michael Woods, uh, David Bell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, and all those players, and they really didn't get the targets that we were expecting. So I don't know if adding another rookie wide receiver is going to be something that will fix that room and and get somebody that you can create separation with. Uh, I, I do think that they're going to go out and maybe free agency or a trade and get Brandon Cooks or somebody that's really fast and can create separation. Uh, but in the return game, Jakeem Grant is kind of a kind of a question mark. He tore his ACL and he's going to be 30 years old. I don't mm. know if they're going to bring him back. Jerome Ford did start to, to flourish as a returner, but Tank Dell has had some experience in that return game. So if you want to get him out there, he's fast. I think he has had the shiftiest and most crisp route running in this class so far um he would just be fantastic to add and the speed is there so that's definitely somebody that i'm watching out for um but you know with this week i think you have really seen a lot of guys who have been under the radar and just have really really flourished will mcdonald i keep posting him i love Mm -hmm. him great defensive end uh he i think he has the best toolbox in this defensive line class honestly just the hands are really fast he's strong and he knows how to move people uh it's it's just been really nice to watch him yeah yeah i think will mcdonald hasn't really been talked about enough this week and the thing with will mcdonald if you watch him at iowa state he was he was misused he he was playing like a, a five technique on top of a, a, a an offensive tackle, which is meant for a guy that's 40, 50 pounds heavier than he is. And because they run that 3-3 stack, he was forced to do that, and he was their best edge rusher. And for some reason, they weren't asking him and, and trying to 
adapt to what his strengths are and how, how you know how he's built as a player he's 260 pounds he's got stupidly long arms i think he's got like 35 inch arms at the next level he's going to be a stand-up rusher in a wide alignment he's going to be coming from a, a wide uh alignment on offensive tackles and rushing the passer that way and i think we got the chance to see what he could do in that fashion this week and i, I don't think he necessarily was one of the most biggest winners of the week i think there's a lot of other guys we talk about but him being steady and being consistent shows a lot of promise because that's hard to make that transition. It's it's hard to make that switch when you're coached to do something really odd and you're trying to be productive with it, which he was, and then making a total 180 switch to being a stand-up outside rusher. It, it's really tough for him. So I give him a ton of props. I, I think that it's great that you're bringing him up because he does deserve more recognition that I just don't see any of the, the big national pundits reporting on him much. 100 percent um and his tape at iowa state you did say it was misused but i i mean he does what he can he's double teamed a lot there's there's a lot of things that uh he really couldn't control but he just he gives it his all every single snap it's really fantastic to watch him run uh and i think linebacker is going to be a position that the browns are going to be looking at in this draft i have D Winters from TCU. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, I really haven't had the chance to watch the linebackers like I wanted to. Uh, I think I will probably do some of that on Saturday, but uh, who are some people that have caught your eye in the, in the coverage department at linebacker? Yeah. In coverage specifically, Diane Henley from Washington state has been phenomenal. And he's another guy that's just and just built like he was, uh, you know, he was born to play football with how long his arms are very powerful kid. It's hard, it's hard to call him a kid because he's played six years of college football, played at Nevada, and then he transferred to Washington state. And I was a little low on him coming into the week, but the way that he was able to lock down some of these running backs and these one-on-one -on -one drills and just the way that he's flowed to the football during the team periods I've seen a lot of promise for a guy like Diane Henley. I don't know if he's going to develop into a high-end starting linebacker, but I think that there's a lot of potential there for him to be impactful and at the very least a really, really good special teams guy. Another one who is a total head scratcher is Ivan Pace from from Cincinnati. He's five foot ten. He's got sub 30 inch arms. He's a little guy. He's a really little guy at linebacker. But weirdly enough, when he was at Cincinnati, he rushed the passer. A ton they blitzed him a lot which is just so strange to see but for a little guy he's powerful he packs a punch he hits dudes he, he gets inside guys chest despite not having a length advantage and what i wanted to see this week because he was blitzed so much at cincinnati is how does he cover and i think very surprisingly he showed quick feet good fluidity he stuck with a lot of these running backs i don't think i was exposed enough to seeing how does he do against slot receivers? How does he do against tight ends? He's going to have a mismatch against some of these taller tight ends. But I, I think I, I came into this week, graded him as my fifth ranked linebacker. And I felt really uneasy about that. I felt like I, I have to be overthinking this and being stupid by putting him this high for how small he is. But the coverage skills were surprising. And I, I think that I'm going to definitely take that into account when I put together a final grade for him. For sure. He, uh, I think there were a couple couple times where his hips seemed kind of stiff. Uh, he he really just couldn't couldn't change direction like I wanted him to. But in the the pass rushing drills and in the, the drills against the running backs, I mean, he was blowing past them. The swim moves, the the bull rushes. I mean, it it was all there. So 
Yeah. Even though he is short, he he fills out his frame really well. He's powerful. I love him. I don't know exactly where he's going to go. Some people have him at a at a high round two, uh, but again, Jacob Phillips is is underperforming. There's a lot of people that the Browns have to think about bringing back, whether it's Anthony Walker, Deion Jones, Sione Taki Taki. Uh, they got to go into this draft with the idea of getting a getting a linebacker. So that's going to be interesting to watch. And I also have not had the chance to watch the safeties. Uh, is there anybody that has stuck out to you from that position? The one main safety that I was just in, in awe of watching him perform was Christopher Smith from, from Georgia. I was very conservative about grading him because watching him at Georgia, he's very easily overshadowed by all the talent that's on that team. And because of it, he's just a very consistent, you know, gets his job done. It gets in a position where he needs to be, doesn't really get beat. That consistency is promising, and I think that's enough for, for a lot of teams. But once he was removed from that situation, he was asked to be the guy here during the week, he showed up. You see what he did on these tight ends where he was locked down, and he was making plays on the football as a little safety, as, as like a five foot eleven safety. He was coming up, knocking the ball out of the hands of these tight ends and staying step for step, even with a guy like, Luke Musgrave, who's supposed to be this 4-4 athlete, 4-5 athlete, really fast tight end, he sticks with those guys. But then I was even more impressed when they put him out there for the one-on-one drills with the receivers, and he did the same thing. There were there were reps that he had where he locked down uh, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. So I think Christopher Smith is is going to be now a, a potentially very highly drafted kid on, on the top of round two, somewhere in there in round two, because I graded him as a third-round pick, but – the way that he performed, I'm willing to commit to him being a lot higher, knowing that he's able to do these things when he's not being supported by the five-star caliber athletes that were surrounding him at Georgia. 100%. And I think Jamie Robinson, Robinson yep. from Florida State, yep. Yeah. I, I think he's also been uh, a top safety. He's just, he's glue, literally glue. And uh, it, it's been really fun to see him work. He's aggressive and all that. I don't know where he's going to go. I think he's a high round too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but heck, again, I'll take anybody that I can get that can uh, come <laughs> that secondary. Uh, it, was there any word on Ronnie Hickman? I haven't seen him the past two days. Uh, admittedly, was a bit underwhelmed with him right off the bat. I watched him get cooked a couple of times, and then I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Which is really concerning because I, I was optimistic about him because – he did a good job of sticking with tight ends and in his time at Ohio state, I thought that he showed some promises as like a jumbo safety, a a hybrid linebacker, but I I was underwhelmed. And instead a guy like uh, Marte Mapu from Sacramento state, small school, same type of build. He's shining. He looked really good, but yeah, yeah. Ronnie Hickman, man. I don't, I don't know what happened. He completely disappeared. I, I, I almost don't even know if he was here. These Ohio state guys, uh, Dewan Jones quite literally disappears, and then Ronnie Hickman, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't really you know show out. I, I I don't even know if he's been out there because again, I wrote him off pretty quickly after after a really pretty rough first day. Yeah, I haven't seen him, uh, and we're supposed to have guys like Zach Harrison and Teron mm-hmm. Vincent. They aren't here either, yeah. so I I really don't know what's going on with those Ohio State guys, but. Joe, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, hopefully we can get you in after the senior bowl and maybe a little bit closer to the draft and we can uh, do a mock draft or something like that. For sure, man. I would, would be happy to hop on with uh, with you and Eric or maybe just you again and 
this was a blast and I'm sure we're, uh, we're going to have plenty more to talk about as this draft cycle progresses. Looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.